is in session this is the draft seminar rookie profile series hosted by matt hicks the ff educator and i am joined as always by john lob the gridiron scholar john this is the justin ross rookie profile episode potentially john one of the most popular rookie profiles we'll do this year potentially one of the most contentious rookie profiles and potentially one of the most complicated in, in most difficult players to properly evaluate here in value for fantasy football purposes in this year's draft class. So, John, why don't we go ahead and jump right into this complicated rookie profile? In order to get a kind of consensus, what do people think about Justin Ross, Matt? Last week, I posted a sleeper poll and Justin Ross was one of the four players in the sleeper poll. And these were all players I had ranked outside the top 12. Justin Ross won the poll with 51% of the votes. So clearly in the Twitter universe, people are excited about Justin Ross. But you mentioned it to me, Matt. We don't know what the NFL really thinks about Justin Ross. We're going to find out on draft day. But we do know what you and I think about this young man. And first, I have to say, I've been a fan of this young man for since 2018. In 2018, as a freshman, Matt, with the team that had Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, he led the team with 1,000 yards receiving on 46 passes and nine touchdowns as a true freshman. So early breakout on a, you know, a first-class program. He was named Freshman All-American. And the two games that I'll never forget in the playoffs against Notre Dame, six for 148 and two touchdowns. And then the one that I still, I re-watched this tape. Six for 153 and a touchdown against Alabama. I mean, he was unbelievable in that playoff series. The next year in 2019, I was all in. I was drafting him in college fantasy football, Debbie, everywhere I could. Unfortunately, he had a significant uptick in receptions with 66. But what happened, Matt? The offense changed, and he was running shorter routes. They kind of used him differently. He only had 865 yards and eight touchdowns. But there's a reason why. He had this explosive teammate named T. Higgins on the team who went to the Super Bowl with the Bengals, and Higgins just hit a grand slam that year. So Justin Ross took a little bit of a backseat. He did earn honorable mention all ACC. Then, unfortunately, he suffered a season and possibly career-ending spinal injury the next spring. Matt, first and foremost, I always want the player to get healthy. Much more important, these young men men have an entire lifetime ahead of them. So he misses the entire 2020 season. And there was not a lot of 
discussion about Justin Ross's recovery. It was very silent when you went through the media, tried to look at Clemson beat reporters. He did make it on the field in 2021. By about late August, it was. It seemed like he was definitely coming back. But Clemson was terrible last year, Matt. That was the worst offense that Clemson's had since Dabo Sweeney has been there. He did lead the team with 46 receptions, but only 514 yards and three touchdowns. Now, he earned the Brian Piccolo Award for ACC Most Courageous Player. Give the young man credit for fighting back. In his career, he ranks fifth in career receiving touchdowns, 10th in receiving yards, 11th in receptions, and he finished with 30 straight games with the reception. Matt, I'm really rooting for Justin Ross to be successful. What does your tape study say of the young man? Yeah, John, I mean, when you talk about the tape, and this is why Justin Ross is going to be so fascinating. We'll get into this at the end of this, where he ends up going in the draft, right? Because if you look at the tape evaluation itself, you see a very good receiver. But at the same time, John, there's almost a tale of two players. His 2021 tape, if you only watch 2021 tape, you're not going to understand the hype behind Justin Ross. And there's a variety of factors there, right? But if you go back and watch his early tape, the freshman and sophomore tape, you see a player with really, really good hands. Like we're talking high, you know, high end level catching ability here, really consistent, very few drops, a good catch radius to him. Uh, it has the ability to anticipate off target passes. And remember the Trevor Lawrence style at Clemson, John, it was toss it up and let your guy go and get it right. Oh, yeah. And Justin Ross was one of those guys that would go up and win those contested balls. He was physical at the catch point. He had good timing ability, right? You know, for his size, remember, he's a taller receiver. So you kind of get that uh, playing above the rim, right, uh, term attached to Justin Ross a lot of the times. But it's not just that, John. He's a good route runner. He's really smooth getting through his cuts and into his breaks. Great release off the line of scrimmage. He consistently separated. Uh, and, and what I really liked about this, they showed a decent amount of, of versatility behind Justin Ross. One of the reasons that his 2021 tape may not have looked as good, they played around, John, with moving him inside, moving him outside, trying to put him in that big slot role as opposed to a traditional ex-boundary wide receiver. And on top of this, if you're evaluating his 2021 tape, there is rumor, well, we know he suffered a foot injury. He's still recovering from that. But there's rumor that he actually suffered that injury early in the season and was playing through it for most of his 2021 tape. So it's a little bit of a tale of two players, but still, John, a really uh, exciting prospect just in terms of their film itself. And let's dig a little bit more into those numbers. Before we look at the numbers, I gave him a 78 in my grading system, and you gave him an 80.6. So once again, Matt and I are basically in the same bucket on how we are evaluating this young man, and I am clearly rooting for him. And when I plugged him into my model, Matt, considering it basically is based on three seasons, because let's he did miss the entire 2020 campaign. You look, 158 receptions. I like that. 2,379 yards, rather impressive. What is really impressive, there are some home runs on his tape. Now, unfortunately, the home runs tend to come in his first season on campus. So that number, 
has been less the last two years that we saw him on the field. But 20 touchdowns. And, Matt, I counted three times he was tackled within the three-yard line on tape. Like, it wasn't one of those official things, but I'm like, oh, he just missed another touchdown there. The young man, I love the tape. The numbers are impressive. But I had to go back to his 2019 season when he sheared with T. Higgins. Nice catch percentage, 60%. Team aerial dominator, 24%. I kind of wanted the middle ground, not his best year as a freshman, but obviously the Clemson Tigers fell apart last year. The uh, model likes him. It is going to depend on draft capital. And speaking of draft capital, Matt, what should our viewers know about Justin Ross? John, it's really interesting. We could see Justin Ross go. He has probably one of the widest ranges. You know, I think a lot of folks are still hoping uh, that he can sneak into late day two territory. Remember, John, back in his freshman season, we expected Justin Ross to be a top 10 pick, right? This was, you know, after his initial freshman season, like I can't emphasize how ridiculous it would have sounded if we if you knew that that a couple years down the road we'd be talking about him as hopefully sneaking into late day two right but that's I think the best case scenario right is sneaking into that back end of day two personally John I I if I was a betting man would be expecting him closer on the bottom range of that a late day three selection he will get drafted I feel confident saying that but maybe more in rounds five or six it'll be really interesting to see I think regardless, John, he's going to fall in what I call the bench depth tier, right? As somebody that you're not going to need to throw out on the field or into your fantasy football lineup each and every week, but will have the opportunity to produce at times, right? Because even if he doesn't secure that draft capital, maybe we can get that skill set out there and he can end up being a huge value. Here's the interesting thing. I think his rookie ADP will end up falling into middle round three for fantasy football rookie drafts. Currently, when I'm doing mock drafts, John, I'm putting Justin Ross in round four. And I like—I love to listen to the, the comments on YouTube and the people that are listening to the podcast that DM me. They're telling me, dude, you are way too low on Justin Ross. I get it. I've seen the tape, but you have to understand the other side of this. So I think there's a lot of folks who would draft him in round four. John, there's folks telling me they want to draft him in round two. And so I'm kind of putting him in the middle Ooh. here in round three. But at around 380p, I will have no exposure to him. It'll be a low-level exposure. There's a lot of risk to this player despite his upside and his skill set, which is undeniable. And so if he gets to that fourth round, John, I'll probably end up with a few uh, or a decent level of exposure to him, but not at round three and certainly not at round two. John, I encourage all of our listeners to continue listening in throughout the entire Rookie Profiles series. You're going to want to make sure you're subscribed, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening on the Rookie Big Board or NFL Draft Bible podcast channels. As always, we 